this is where I want to hit it home, right? Simplicity and intuitiveness is key. I really want someone to just go in there and within 20 seconds, like, aha, Sandesh, I know what's going on. So there are various human factor UI best practices and data can be absolutely beautiful. You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a B2B podcast that brings you the juiciest insights from go-to-market leaders and practitioners. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Shubhang Shekhar, and today I have Sandesh Dasilva, who is going to be talking about the executive buy-in for the successful digital transformation. Before we get into the questions, I would like to do a quick introduction about Sandesh. Sandesh is a bilingual German-English product and analytics strategist with a vast experience in tech, logistics, supply chain, and retail industries. He holds a double master's in MBA, MSIS, and specializes in product strategy, technology delivery, finance, strategic planning, and analytics. Originally from Vienna, Austria, now residing in Atlanta, he has previously worked with VMware, PGI, UPS, and the Home Depot. He is currently working as a technical product owner, supporting the customer success and digital transformation at Splunk, a San Francisco-based software company that delivers operational intelligence to 92 of the Fortune 100 and drives strong business and IT results at more than 11,000 enterprises worldwide with more than a thousand employees in 27 global offices. I mean, this introduction is super, super exciting about Sandesh. And Sandesh, I'm super excited to talk to you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Yeah. As 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 I was talking and giving an introduction about you, so I realized, okay, there's just so many details that we discussed earlier about your experience and stuff. So I would like to go one after the other to understand how you're making impact in your career and in the, in the job that you are currently doing. So to start with, so this, can you share a little bit about your background and how you came to the help, I mean, you came to help organizations in their digital transformation journey? Yes, yes, absolutely. So I basically started out in the finance sector and I worked in tech right out of undergraduate. And so in, in the past 12 years or so, I've, I've worked in, in various analytical and what I would call technical finance roles. And they've uh, mainly been with Fortune 25 companies and with growing responsibilities, uh, respectively. And so my very last move was back into tech and specifically within, within product, which I find to be a booming and very transformative and interesting space to be in. So the, the resounding piece here is that every organization I've worked at had and is going through their own digital transformation journey. And, and so when I talk about digital transformation, I think we need a, just a little bit of a refresher, right? What is digital transformation? So digital transformation, it's a, in, in its essence, is, is just a process of using digital technologies to create new or even modifying existing business processes. But not only business processes. This can be culture. This can be customer experience as well, right? So what we're, at, what we're seeing here is that the, the business and market requirements are ever-changing. And so as, as we reimagine the business of the digital age, this is what we call digital transformation. Uh, so in my, in, my, in my career, some of the larger initiatives that were revolving themes circled around big data analytics and effective analytics and intelligence, as well as the ongoing journey to the quote-unquote cloud, right? So when I say to the cloud environment, this typically means that an organization has an on-premise environment are, and are now trying to migrate everything over to the cloud. And the projects I was involved in were 
vastly varied. And some were large-scale initiatives, such as migrating the entire organization's portfolio, the product processes, and dashboards into the cloud environment. And others were effective storytelling. So my clients varied within finance groups, supply chain groups, transportation, logistics. And now as a reason, it's really customer success and executive leadership team for curated products. That is that is amazing, Sandeep. I think you've you've you covered a lot of stuff when you went with within the journey that you've given, given introduction about. You were talking about big data and analytics and how how you you worked around that and that helped you in your career and your uh, job roles previously. So, how do you tell a story with the data, especially to a non technical person, so who can digest the information and gain a clarity? So, how do you actually do that? I, I actually I really love this question because. That is the most important thing, right? Like, how do you put, explain something very complex in layman's terms for a person for them to understand, right? Folks don't have that much time. They just need to execute on decisions. So first, I, I think the way I want to lay this out is understanding the four Ps. So there's this concept of four Ps, okay? It's purposes, players, partnerships, and processes. A strategic approach is one leveraging opportunities that reflect critically on the aforementioned four Ps. So... Now, when, it, when we talk about storytelling, I will really focus on data storytelling because that is, that is kind of my expertise, right? So data storytelling is the ability to effectively communicate insights from a data set using either narratives and visualizations or a combination of both. But first of all, the key is to understand what it is that your client is looking for. I know that in this, in this scenario, we're talking about non-technical person, Right. Do we have to be in the weeds? Meaning, are we trying to get super granular with every level of detail? Or are we creating a bird's eye summary story for executives? Is the user technical? In this case, they're not, right? Or is the user somewhat technical in their own field? So we're creating a product so that they can further analyze. So I'm going to paint another picture here. Think of the Wall Street Journal. I think most, most folks listening to this will be familiar with it. Now on the Wall Street Journal, you give your narrative. You have your charts on the left side for the various market conditions. And then you have your storytelling piece all throughout the page, right? It's in regular language, but has data points associated with it. Now let's switch over to Apple's website. If we think of the header bar, you have the top banner, right? That will take you to each respective category, product, shop. Now take what I've said and translate it into really nice dashboard. And this is absolutely not a plug because I don't work for Tableau, but I absolutely love Tableau. <laughs> I've used Tableau for the past 10 years and my current company and in fact, the past two companies, uh, the data science team use Tableau because they're so effective in analytics and storytelling in which we can use this tool, which would allow a non-technical person to absorb the story and understand what's going on within 20 seconds. And this is where I want to hit it home, right? Simplicity and intuitiveness is key. I really want someone to just go in there and within 20 seconds, like, uh-huh, Sandesh, I know what's going on. So there are various human factor UI best practices and data can be absolutely beautiful. Let's think of a dashboard or another tool like Lucidchart. My current company uses that, right, for some of the architecture frameworks. And think of these tools like Tableau, Lucidchart, Power BI as your canvas. So your data science and architecture teams are essentially artists. They are artists and they should be able to give the client a product that the client in itself doesn't even know that they were going to have in that extent, right? Another great example is having effective data warehouses like Google Cloud, AWS, or Snowflake, where data sets can be stored, ingestion can happen, and multi multiple teams 
can tap into without too much technical knowledge needed. Wow. This is, this is mind work, honestly, because I'm, I'm an non-technical guy. When, when I talk about <laughs> like understanding the data and how, how, how kind of determine a story or determine a meaning from the data that I see, probably that actually makes total sense because this, this is a really, what do you call, interesting challenge where how, how, how do you pick an information in the whole data that is up in front of you and create a, a, a story or and tell it out to a person who is non-technical to understand, to make, make, make that best sense of the data available. So this is great. I mean, what, what you are doing right now. And along with that, Sandesh, I, I realize that executive buying, buying is absolutely necessary for a successful digital transformation program. Uh, so how do you get that buying early on to make, make it more, what you call, work, 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 work? Not, not really another great question, but you know, when I compare it to your previous question, which I called it my favorite question, this one is my trickiest question. Okay. So I'm going to give it a shot. Why do I say this is a tricky question? Because executive buy-in, and let's really think about that, right? This is deeply rooted in an individual mindset and a company culture. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a story here and it's a, it's a true story. Okay. Many years ago, the team I worked on consulted directly with Google and Tableau. And here's a one liner that resounded with all of us in that room. I think we were a hundred people in that room that day. And they said, if you don't start your transformation right now, you will be dinosaurs in the next three years. And of course, at that point, I was like, okay, come on. They're just trying to sell, you know, Google's just trying to sell the product to us. This is a, this could be a really exaggerated statement. But was it really an exaggerated statement? Because fast forward to today, I will say absolutely no. Because why? I found myself at a different Fortune 50 company after that company. Okay. And what I witnessed, what I witnessed was extreme pushback to adopt. What I witnessed was teams that were not challenging the status quo. They were doing things as was always done. And leadership simply was not seeing any value of anything I suggested. So even if the team that I was was very excited, I really didn't get any buy-in or there was just so much pushback. There was so much red tape uh, around it that it was impossible for a human goal after that. So their digital transformation journey did not look promising to me. In this case, every avenue I tried to gain executive buy-in just failed utterly. Now, of course, let's not dwell on that story. I'm just, I'm just saying this because I'm trying to give you the alternative, what can happen. But instead, let's focus on the success journeys. Let's travel back to those days where, again, I was at a Fortune 25 retail company, right? And the teams, as well as the leaders, heard Google and Tableau out loud. It was crystal clear what needed to be done through the guidance of them. And what I saw happen to that organization and our team was, it, it's really mind-baffling because this is honest, right? When I joined the company, our business intelligence, our data science team was just a 12-man team. That team grew to over eight within three years. In the following years, I saw more than 10 teams like ours, so duplicates of our teams, come into fruition with state-of-the-art data science and analytics talent producing deliverables of a really, really high caliber. And so what, 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 am I what am I trying to say here? It takes a collective mindset to execute on the vision. Everyone needs to be on the same page. And most importantly, and this is not only for the teams, but especially for the leaders, be open, be disrupted, be innovative. I mean, this is the mantra of the organization I'm part of today, Splunk, right? And, and I think that there are some really key learnings here. 
this is this is absolutely what you call um, the most sensible answer I've heard about like how how people experience when when probably the executives are close to any kind of what you call new ideas thoughts. So, I mean that's a, that's a really good thought that you shared with us on this. I think makes total sense when we tell about okay, what are the challenges that people face when you say that okay, you're forecasting some change that is going to happen in the industry, but the executives don't buy now lose a lot of money probably after the after the things have changed. So that's that's an amazing thought you shared with shared with us or something. Coming coming to the last question because I, I know we have a very limited time. So what are the importance of asking the right questions or I mean to, to be precise, what how do you set a goal? And what is I mean, how do you come with that, okay, this is not working or this is working for you currently and how do you make sure that the right question is put forth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, another great question here. So I think the importance of understanding the environment which an organization operates is, is crucial. And what I mean is its complexities, its players, and its rules. So viewing your organization's environment more broadly will help you in navigating the complexities present in your digital transformation journey, right? And I mean, my experience, you know, that there's a vast difference between a software tech company or a logistics-oriented company or a, a retail behemoth, right? They will all be very peculiar and individual. Now, hopefully, when when you're in your digital transformation journey, these questions you ask are going to be continuous, meaning this should be like kickoff meeting with everyone and everyone's like, this is going to be great. And then you're on a two-year journey and it just failed. It has to be continuous. You want the journey to be iterative with smaller milestones where all stakeholders involved can openly communicate and contribute. Again, I'm going to emphasize the openly communicate and contribute. You don't have to please everyone. You have to be honest, but you also have to go in with an open mind. The things will change and you are allowed to stand corrected. And there will be people smarter in the room than you. And so egos have to be out the door and you just listen to the experts and you let the teams execute. And what the teams need from leaders, they need their backing, right? They need their backing and their blessings for, for, for them to continue. So what I, what I say is you have to ask, 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 and ask even more questions. Be petty. You have to ask the questions that they not have, they, they haven't even asked themselves. Because these programs, there are dozens or even hundreds of initiatives tied to one digital transformation journey, right? This can generate a soothing level of activity, but it tells you very little about whether your digital transformation is on track. So what I say is to get past the noise, the boards can start with a hard-nosed assessment of the strategy and roadmap. So you better make sure that there is a common understanding of the business. Then, does the board have an understanding of the implications of the digital and technology as well enough to provide valuable guidance? And is the digital transformation fundamentally changing how the business and sector creates value? And so if you, if you, if you evaluate that and you take scale and sourcing and scope into factor, and your, your answer is yes, it is creating value for my organization, but for the ent- entire sector as a whole, then you know you don't want to fall behind. And this is something you want to stand behind and you probably want to fund and support. And, and so what I, I would also ask of leaders is, does the board have a very clear view of emerging threats, meaning your competitive landscape? And if the answer is yes, then the final question is, are you attracting the right talent? Are you attracting and retaining the right talent so that you can go after these very complex initiatives. There are dozens or even hundreds with sheer complexity. Amazing. Yeah. I think most of the listeners who are listening to the session today, 
are going to agree to agree with me that people often say that you got to ask questions. I mean, you got to ask a lot of questions to kind of find the answers. But most importantly, you got to ask the right questions to get the right answers and to get the complete information as to what you're headed towards and what is the right way to kind of proceed and to figure out what is working or what is not working. So I think I mean, this is this is an amazing uh, Session as the time I've spent with Jason Rich talking about these activities, these these elements, and sharing your experiences. So, before we kind of come to the end of the show, something, any other quick thought that you really want to share with the audience today? I, I might just have maybe some resources, some some best practices that folks are interested in, like how do I engage, or how to stay informed, or stay on top. So, so maybe some 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 things that I suggest to people. One is so straightforward. Use your network. Talk to people. I mean, there's so many cool, there are so many cool roles out there, right? So if, if you're not comfortable talking to, to, to folks at your own organization, use your network. Ask people, like, hey, what are you guys going through at your organization? How does your digital, digital transformation look like? What are the roadblocks that you're facing? Talk, be open, exchange ideas. There's not a single organization in this world that's doing everything perfectly. And, and the sooner you're, you're receptive to hear someone else's ideas, the more you're going to learn. But that, that's anyway a life philosophy, right? The more we're quiet and listen to other people, the more we're going to learn. And then some, some other resources that I find helpful are our business review. I mean, they have amazing, really relevant, super relevant articles. And a lot of them are around digital transformation. Um, then, I mean, I have a Fortune weekly subscription uh, as well as The Economist. I like to stay on top of what's happening in the world. Not everything in your career has to be just laser sharp focus on that topic. Having a broader understanding of what's going on, uh, even in the micro and macroeconomic factors, can be very helpful. On a daily basis, I think Wall Street Journal is great. You know, pretty unbiased, straight to the point. Yahoo Finance, I personally love. Yahoo Finance and CNBC, because you just learn a lot about our other companies, right? Those that, those that are in the startup phase, those that are mature, what they're doing, how their leaders are thinking. And so I think all of those sources are at our disposal. And a lot of them are free, especially your network and the people. So I think I would just encourage people. I mean, there are so many books. You don't need me to list the top 10 leadership books or digital transformation. You can Google it. But but this is my personal experience. Awesome. Thank you, Sundar. And before we kind of come to the end, so there, there have been instances where people kind of reach out to us asking how do we connect with the guest uh, to kind of, I mean, if they have any questions and stuff. So how do you suggest our audience can actually contact you? Yes, first of all, I would love for folks to to reach out anytime. I will make myself available. And I would say LinkedIn. So I'm not entirely sure whether you guys will be posting the link, but it's linkedin.com slash in slash Sandesh Silva. And that's the best way to reach me. I, I mean, actually, we will be kind of tagging you on uh, why we can publish the whole session. So people people will definitely get in touch with you directly if they are kind of listening to it on the link there. And definitely kind of they can reach out to you because Sandesh has given you a LinkedIn profile. So you can you can definitely reach out to him. He has got an amazing knowledge about how things work in, 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 in the in the industry these days. So it was it was um, an, an amazing time to I mean having discussion and discussing with you about all these aspects on it. I really enjoyed oh, having you on yeah. I, I really enjoyed having you on the show today. Thank you very much for being on the show. Uh have a great, great day. Yeah, thank you so much. It was absolutely my pleasure. Very honored to be part of your podcast series. And again, thank you for your time. Awesome. Talk to you soon, Sandesh. Take care. 
Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is smarter GTM for B2B brands to help marketing and sales teams spot the juiciest opportunities earlier and progress them faster. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demandbase TV. 